that you would shake us back into faith, that you would awaken us, Lord, to know all the promises of God in your Word, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Uh, Can you come back in 20 minutes? Why don't we give the band a great round of applause? Didn't they do great? Would you just come back in 20 minutes and give me a prod? Because otherwise I'll just talk all day. And um, where's the worship leader? Where is he? Where is he? There's, there's one there. And you did a great job. Come on, give him some encouragement. That's such a beautiful anointing on your voice when you go into that worship. And uh, why don't we give Tyler and Em and Josh a round of applause for holding the fort while Mitch and Em are becoming parents. All oh, their life has changed forever. They're now captive, right? Imagine Mitch, right? He's seen his little girl. He'll be totally in love. He will be besotted. His life is not his own anymore. He will lay down his life for that baby. Do we know that as parents? I mean, it's incredible. And um, I'm here to talk on Father's Day. What a privilege. I'm actually a single mum. I've raised two boys all on my own. Um, and I, I got uh, separated from my husband when I was six months pregnant with my second child, and I had a one-year-old. So it's been quite a journey, but f- my Father in Heaven has been my provider. He's been my protector. He's been so uh, miraculous um, through the journey. Now my sons are big. They're 15 and 16 and put me through my paces, one of them, that's for sure. But um, yeah, it's, it's just been an amazing journey. So it's a, quite a privilege to speak on Father's Day as a single mum because I've had to rely on my father in heaven to be my husband and to just be that person that whole, the whole time. But you know, my message today is called, Your Father's Got You. Say, my father's got me. Have you heard, you know, everybody says these days, don't they? You've got this, you've got this. Well, you know, I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm just, I've got nothing. Nada, zilch, zip, zero. But God has got everything. He has got you. He has got you in the palm of his hand. He's a funny accountant, our God. He counts the hairs on your head, but doesn't count the sin against you. I know, go figure that, right? And crazy. But the things he counts, you know, but your father's got you. And um, there's a story of this little boy growing up in far north Queensland. And uh, out the back of his house, he has, you know, like a river, uh, whatever you call it in far north Queensland, probably don't call it a river, call it some lagoon or something. But um, he was swimming one day in the lagoon outside the back of his house. And all of a sudden, a crocodile uh, came in, like saw him and was approaching this little boy. This little boy was completely oblivious to the crocodile. His father, however, was doing some gardening in in just out the back of the house and saw the crocodile approaching his son. And he starts screaming out to his son, 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 swim back, swim back. There's a crocodile, swim back. And the father was so passionately, of course, trying to get his son to come back to the shore for safety. And what happened was this sort of struggle ensued and the little boy saw out of the corner of his eye, the crocodile started swimming towards his father. And as he reached the shore, the father's grabbed, passionately grabbed hold of his son with his two arms and yanked the boy out of the lagoon. As he's yanking the boy out of the lagoon, the crocodile 
crocodile snatches hold of the boy's legs and he's trying to drag the boy back and there's this tug of war between the crocodile and the father. A farmer drives past in his ute, sees the kerfuffle, sees the crocodile and shoots with a shot, has a shotgun, shoots the crocodile dead. Boom. And oh my goodness. So this little boy goes to hospital with just severe wounds in his legs and um, the good news is that the little boy survived. And uh, what happened was that the, all the magazines and newspapers got hold of this story. And they went, they gave the little boy some time to recover, of course. But then when he was able, they wanted to interview him about and see the scars and, and the wounds on his legs. And the little boy was happy to show the press the, 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 the wounds on his legs, but he, his, his chest just cocked out a bit and said, oh, no, 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 you got to see the scars on my arms where my dad fought for me. And he was so proud to show the press the scars on his arms. And, you know, I, I was thinking about that story, thinking about, you know, that song we were singing, he chases me down, leaves the 99. He fights for us. Our Father in heaven, that is such a symbol of what he, is, what he has done for us. He came down. In, you know, it says in the Word of God, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. And so he laid down his life for us and fought for us in this struggle between evil and good. There's this struggle in the earth for every single one of us. Every single soul is so important to our Father in heaven. And that is why he gave up the most expensive gift he could ever think of. His own son laid down his life for us incredible that somebody would die for us. God himself died for you. That's how valuable you are. That's how important you are. And you know, some of us have some scars. Some of us have wounds, you know, still visible. Some not visible. Some of us have deep wounds of disappointment in our lives. But I'm here to encourage you today to, um, to have faith again. And we're talking, we're cracking off the faith series. Isn't that exciting? What a great subject faith is. And, you know, I wanted to look at this scripture with you in Romans 4, verse 16 and 21, because I thought, well, on Father's Day, it'd be good to talk about the father of faith, right? The father of faith is Abraham in the Bible. And, um, and it says about Abraham, against all hope, Abraham believed. But let's, let's, let's just start off in verse 16. It's such a great passage of Scripture. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it, may, it might be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as had been said to him. So shall your offspring be, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. 
Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Say, God has the power to do what he has promised you. You know, there's the great promise of eternal life, that we live by faith, that we are in a relationship with God by faith, that we have a great destination. The other side, you know, is heaven, and we will get there one day by faith. But, you know, you know right now, I know that there's people here in this congregation, you have promises, you got stuff you're believing for. And, you know, sometimes some of those, that scarring that we might be, you know, living with is because of disappointment or perhaps you've been believing for something for years and years and years and it hasn't come to pass yet. Well, I'm here to give you a little shake, a bit of a shake up. Is that all right? So to get that knowing back in your knower, you know, that faith is a substance. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. You know when you're in faith for something. It's like something supernatural comes into your spirit and it's like, oh, I've got faith for that. You know, just like, what, three weeks ago, uh, I got notice on my house that I, I'm a renter and they said, oh, you've got to be out in four weeks. And, you know, right there I had an opportunity to go into fear or faith and uh, I rang up my friend um, Josie, I said, I think I've just been evicted. And um, she goes, well, let's quick get online. So we get online and there's this, there's this house for the same price but an extra bedroom right there. It was like God just dropped it into my lap so I didn't even have to stress or worry or fret. And um, I was like, that's my house. That, that's my house. And it was just dropped on. It was Friday night and it was going to be opened the next morning on Saturday. So I got all my ducks in a row, got all my things together, emailed the real estate man, said, this is my house. I, I, I met him. I got there early. I was the first one there. He was there. There was all these other people there. And I'd send him little messages, very keen, very keen, very keen. So I get out and introduce myself and I say, and he's, what was his name? I can't remember. Anyway, I said, Jack, his name was, Jack, Jack, no need, it. don't worry about the other people. That's my house. This is my house. Look, it's available on the 4th of September. I have to be out on the 4th of September. That's no mistake. This is my house. Anyway, guess who got the house? I got the house. Moving in on Wednesday. Come on. I had the substance. I had the substance. You got to get the substance back. You know, you go after some stuff. Come on, C3 Roselle. I know you got some more oomph in you. I know you got some guts in you to start believing again. Look, I would rather go out dying with faith, right, looking like a fool. I'd rather do that than sit there and be safe. Not hoping for anything. Not believing for anything. Imagine what we could achieve if we all got into the position of faith. Come on. Why do we stop believing? Because we get disheartened. We get discouraged. We get disappointed. Isn't that the truth? We do. We do. I'll be, I'll be really honest with you. I've been believing for something personal for 15 years now. 15 years. That's a long time. Not like Abraham and Sarah. He was 100. She was 90. She had a baby when she was 90. I mean, that's miraculous, right? If God can give Sarah a baby at 90, do you think he could move in your world? 
you know? And, and Abraham was 100, but it was a promise God made. And I believe God made me a promise for this personal blessing. I've been leaving for 15 years, but I've got to be honest with you. The, uh, it was probably, probably about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, I don't know. I, was, I don't think I had any faith left. I was just so discouraged about this particular thing. And I went to, I went to it was like, um, I didn't even want to go to church on Sunday morning. I was just so discouraged. I was really down about it. Anyway, I got out of bed 10 minutes before I was supposed to be there. No makeup on, just went to church, looking terrible. And I uh, thought, I'll just ignore everybody. I'll go in and I'll just slink in, slink out, and I won't, won't greet anyone. I'll be fine and I'll just go because I just need to hear some faith, Right. And so I went to church, and afterwards, I'm in the, I'm in the foyer having coffee, and, and this woman, she's just, she's just awesome. She has a prayer connect group. She's just a prayer warrior, right? She's, she's a little bit older than me. She comes up to me, and she just puts her finger right on the sore spot. You know, she's like, how come that hasn't happened for you yet? And I just burst out crying. I just went, I don't know why I've been I was having my own pity party. Anyway, she got me. She was like, right, let's pray. And she got me and she prayed this prayer, this mountain moving prayer. I mean, I've never been prayed for like this before. She got me. She was like, she was like mad with God. She was like, now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for you to come through for Nicola now. I was like, shaken. She was fierce, and I'm telling you what happened. I literally felt a mountain move. I literally felt faith come back into me. I was like, oh, my goodness, she believes? I think I could believe again. And so I just got this faith back. It was like she breathed life into dead bones. It was like she, breathed, she brought faith back into that situation where I had completely given up. And I know there's people here, sitting here this morning, you need to hear this, you know, I'm going to shake you back, shake, shake, shake you back into faith today. Come on, we can believe again. We can, we can face the facts. We can, we can see it looks impossible. In the circumstances, we can look at it, we can say, yeah, it looks impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. Amen? Come on, give him a round of applause. He is miraculous. He can raise the dead. He can certainly bring the promises of God. It's a substance, you know, childlike faith. I remember when I first met Jesus, uh, I was 29 years old, and, and I, I, had a, I had chronic pain in my spine for 15 years. And I remember, I remember just discovering God, and, and the first thing I felt was just the Father's love. It was like, oh, my goodness, God. You've been there all along. My whole life you've seen all my mistakes and all you've seen all my, you know, sin and all my destruction and you still love me. That's incredible. And I and then I picked up this book on healing that said that Jesus you can be healed in the name of Jesus. I thought that's amazing and I got the pastors to pray for me and do you know I had that substance of faith, childlike faith. I just believed because the word said it. And you know, I think I think if we if we're going to get our faith back, if we're going to get shaken shaken back into faith, we need to get back to the truth. And this is whatever's written in here. This is the truth. You can stand on this. You can put your life on this. You can depend on this. 
because it's impossible for God to lie. Impossible for God to lie. So when we get back to this, I just read that Jesus heals and just believed. Got the pastors to pray for me. I am a walking, talking miracle. I went from having a crooked spine for 15 years to having now a completely straight, healed spine, neck, hips, everything. It was a miracle. Amazing. God heals. God can heal you, but get back into faith about it. It's not, you don't have to live with it, you know. And um, so, you know, because Abraham is our father of faith, he's showing us that we can believe against all odds. That's what he's doing in the scriptures. He's saying, well, you know, we had a baby at 190. Like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, impossible to have a baby when you're 90 years old. So, you know, he's showing us how incredible God is at bringing you know, calling those things that are not as though they are. I challenge you in your prayer life, get back to calling those things that are not as though they are, as though they were, as, they, as though they prophesy over your own life. You know, thank you for Josh's amazing job. You know, it's more than you could ask for imagine or imagine for. This job's gonna be incredible. Provision double for your trouble. You know, say, God, I want a double blessing in this job. I believe that for Josh. Do you believe that for Josh? Come on. It's so good. Um, you know, my, my, my dad, he's, he didn't have any faith at all, my dad. He was a complete unbeliever. Atheist, he called himself, an atheist, and was, he was proud of it. And uh, oh, his whole life, you know, and when I got saved, I was telling you at 29, all I wanted to do was bring my dad to faith. And uh, he didn't want a bar of it, didn't want a bar of it. I've been a believer for about 25 years now. And um, my dad passed away in 2011. But uh, what had happened was he married this woman and, um, when I was about 18. And she did really disliked me and my sister. And so she went to just cut us, cut us away from, my, from our father. Do you know, I didn't, get, I didn't see my father for 20 years do you know, my father never met his grandkids. That hurts. He never met my sons. How tragic is that? Because she made him choose between her and us. And you know, in my father's weakness, he, he chose her over us. And me and my sister didn't have a relationship with our dad for 20 years until he had a stroke and he ended up in a nursing home in Port Macquarie, and all of a sudden, over, because if I rang my dad on the phone, just to give you an idea, if I rang my dad on the phone to try and talk to him, she would answer the phone, she would hear my voice and hang up. And I would write him letters to try and get to him. I would say, God, how am I going to bring my dad to salvation if I can't even speak to him? So anyway, I'd write letters, <laughs> dear dad, this is what you do to get saved right? You say this prayer. And I would write letters year, every year. I'd write him a letter. I never even knew if those letters got there. I don't know, but I sent them anyway by faith, <laughs> sent them. And, um, and then when overnight, when my dad got put in a nursing home, it was like a miracle. Even though my dad had had a stroke and he wasn't very well, all of a sudden I had free access to my father. And that is exactly what Jesus did for us. All of a sudden, when Jesus died on the cross 
and was resurrected, we had free access to our Father. He made a way where there was no way, right? It was like the parting of the Red Sea. I thought, me and my sister, I said, we can go see our dad. Isn't that incredible? So we got in the car, we drove up, and we hadn't seen him for 20 years. We got there, it was, it was terrible. It was horrific to see him in a nursing home. But we got to see him. And, we got, and I got to, you know, pray for him, even though he didn't want prayer. And um, we got to see him four times in the last year of his life. I got, I got him back to lose him. But at least I got him back for a year. I got four visits. On the last visit, I knew my dad was going to pass away. I knew. And I said, Dad, Dad, do you want to know Jesus? Do you want to know, do you want to know him? Do you want to know God? And Dad goes, no. I went, wrong answer. And I went, hostile. Drowning. Dad, Dad, you've got to know Jesus. Like you're about to pass away. You've got to go to the other side, one side or the other. Desperate for my dad to be in a relationship with his own father. I said, Dad, let's just pretend that you do want to know. Let's just say you do want to know. If you, if you did want to know, would you know how to get there? And he said, no. And I said, Dad, would you like me to show you how to get to God in case you change your mind? And he goes, no. I went, no. I was drowning. Dad, Dad. But you've got it. Like I said, okay, I'm just going to believe. I'm going to put my faith here on the line because this was my last chance to talk to my dad. I was like, Dad, I'm thinking, Holy Spirit, give me something. What can I say to this man who's just completely rejecting you at the end of his life? And the Holy Spirit said, ask him if he'll do it for you. So I go, Dad, Dad, will you do it for me? And he goes, yeah. I went, oh my goodness, Lord, did you see that mustard seed? Did you see? Did, that was enough for me. I just got it up to heaven, that mustard seed of faith. And I said, God, that's enough that's enough for you. He said he would do it for me. And uh, my, my, it gave me peace. I just ha I had the substance. I had that substance of faith. And I went home and uh, this, this lady, she, she didn't know anything about my dad. And she gave me this prophecy. And she's like, she's like praying for me. And she's like, I just feel like God's say, saying this to you. He's saying, I see a picture of your dad and he's got his hand on your dad's shoulder. And he wants me to tell you he's got him. And she knew nothing. And I was just like full of joy. Oh, my gosh. God's got him. God's got him. God's got him. God's got you. God's got you. God's got your promises of God for you. Don't give up. And I just know my dad's in heaven. I know he's on the other side. And uh, Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, you know, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and run the race that God has set out for us. And I often think about my dad up there and my mum's up there too. My mum passed away six, six weeks after my dad. Can you believe that? It's a bit of a hell year, 2011, lost both parents in six weeks and um, completely unrelated. And, but I know they're up cheering. They're cheering for us. And, but, but, but bigger than that, I know there's people in heaven cheering you on too. I know you've lost people too. 
But listen, who's up there cheering us on? We're not the spectators. We're the players. We're on centre court right now. And we are the church of Jesus Christ. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm so passionate about bringing people across from one side to the other side, from darkness into light. And it's so easy because how do you do it? By faith. People just give people opportunity to believe in God, you know. And so, so, you know, there's this amazing disciples up there cheering on. Abraham's up there today cheering you on, saying, I am the father of faith. Are you feeling a little shaken up? A little more encouraged to believe again? I'm hoping that. You know, maybe you're here today and you've never crossed, you've never crossed the chasm. You've never come into knowing Jesus, seeing God like face to face. Isn't this incredible that you can come boldly before the Father because of Jesus? So, you know, right across this room, I want to give people an opportunity to receive salvation today. You know, it's so easy when I received salvation, it's by faith. It's not because of any good thing you've done or any bad thing you've done. It's simply because God loves you. It's a free gift. We're saved through faith by grace so no one can boast. It's a gift from God. So right across this room, why don't we just have a moment of prayer and I wanna ask you this question. Are you in a relationship with the Father through faith in Jesus Christ here today? And if you're not, I'm going to pray a prayer of faith that, that connects you to your Father in heaven. And it's simply, all you've got to do is believe. That's all you've got to do. It's the only requirement is that you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you will be saved. John 14, 6 says, that I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, through faith in Jesus Christ. And that is the way through. So right across this room with every head bowed and every eye closed, who is there today? You, you say, yeah, I, today's my day. Today, Father's Day is my day to meet my Father in heaven. A one-on-one encounter. Right across this room, if you've never done that before, I'm simply just gonna ask you to raise your hand and we're gonna pray a prayer of faith. You know, That could be you. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. I see that. Who else is there? Just raise it up. Say, yep, that's me. I'm coming home on Father's Day. And, you know, maybe you've prayed that prayer before, but you need to make a recommitment. Come back. You need to make a comeback to God today. If that's you, just raise your hand up as well. Or you're just not sure. You're not sure of your salvation. Just raise your hand up and say, yep, that's me. I'm going to include you in a prayer. So you've never invited Jesus. You want to come back or you just want to make sure here today, just raise it up quickly and then we're going to pray a prayer of faith. Who else is there? Just raise it up. Be brave. Don't even, thank you. Don't even worry about the person next to you. This is between you and God. Who else is there? And I'm going to pray in a minute. Just raise your hand up. Say, yep, that's me. That's two very brave people already. Who else is there? Just raise it up. I know there's one more person here. Come on, just be bold. You got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose, everything to gain. Just give me a little wave and go, yep, that's me. Holy Spirit, come. All right, just repeat these words after me. Say, Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Holy Spirit, come. 
Fill me with your peace. Thank you that I am saved. Thank you that I am forgiven. Thank you for all the promises of God. Forgive me for any unbelief or any of my mistakes and wash me clean today. Help me follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, that's so cool. Those two people, I'm going to connect with you afterwards. If you would just come down the front after. I want to pray for you individually. And uh, I know um, Tyler and Em are going to help me there. Can I pray for you? Come on. I feel faith. I feel faith arising. I feel faith arising where there's been disappointment. He can turn disappointment into an appointment. I can see discouragement turning into courage. I can turn, he can turn sickness into healing right now. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's infallible. I thank you, God, that it's that you are so faithful, you cannot lie. I thank you that all the promises of God are yes and amen. I thank you for the secret desires of every heart here. I thank you, Lord, that we would get specific and bold with you this week about what we're believing for. I thank you for this church being activated in faith once again, Lord, that, that you would restart our starters, that we would have a knowing in our knower, a substance of faith, God, for things hoped for. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you so much. Thanks. Can we give Pastor Nick just a huge round of applause? As you said, if you're in a place right now where you do want um, that faith to be stirred up, shaken up and, and let loose, then please feel free to stick around afterwards and we'll have some time of prayer. Um, Liz has knocked up a fantastic bunch of cupcakes. There's coffee outside. Nigel and Emmy have cooked up a storm on the barbecue. Um, it'd be great if you can hang around and spend a bit of time um, with us after the service. Otherwise, have a fantastic week. Can't wait to see you all again soon. Thanks.
Thank you. 